It's the annual Santa, liberal or conservative? That's coming up. Hilarious clip of liberals saying the woe won't work. These people are unbelievable. And the ultimate Christmas gift. That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio as the Founding Fathers intended. My name's Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon. Happy Friday to you. It's 67 degrees and sunny out there. It's uh, I drive in with my windows down. I'm sitting at a stoplight, just windows down, enjoying this incredible Friday afternoon. And I'm watching this little whirlwind of leaves blowing around on the sidewalk over there. And I'm sitting there, and a little whirlwind comes out into the road, and now I've got to clean leaves out of my car. But it's still a beautiful Friday afternoon because a whirlwind attacked me. Leaves were flying in the car. I'm being <laughs> pummeled by leaves. It doesn't feel like Christmas, does it? But it was, uh, doesn't feel like Christmas. No, it doesn't. But I'll take it. I love this kind it of is. Weather. It is this time of year of the ultimate gift. Could it be? Already? It is here. Waiting was hard. The excitement was too great. Oh, the buildup. The shopping is done. The gifts wrapped. It is here. Christmas Day. Oh, glorious, wonderful Christmas. Run, he thought. I must hurry. What could be there? What will be wrapped under the tree? Will it be a new bike? The game he asked for. His football or a baseball bat and glove. Is this the year? Is this the year perhaps the ultimate gift? The gift he didn't even think to ask for. He rounded the corner and there it was. Christmas had come. It was just how he imagined. Exactly. The lights were on. Fireplace was lit. Stockings stuffed full. The gifts. The tree couldn't cover them. They were stacked everywhere. Surely this is the year of the ultimate gift. He ripped. He tore. Went through one gift to another and to another. He got the bat, the glove, the bike, and so much more. He opened them all. Christmas has come. But wait, is it over? He searched and searched. The presents were all opened. Christmas was over. But something is missing. Is there, is there an ultimate gift he is missing? Maybe, maybe Christmas is something more. Something more than just trees, garland, and lights. More than gifts, toys, and food. More than rushing, shopping, and buying. What if it's not the bigger box or the more expensive toy or the excitement of something new? Perhaps, perhaps the gift that doesn't come under a tree or even a wrap gift at all. No amount of toys or wrap boxes made a difference. It wasn't something that all the toys in the world could fill. The elusive ultimate gift must be 
It must be a gift that he didn't know he wanted. It was then he noticed the star, the star on top of the tree. It was the star. It points the way, the way to the ultimate gift. A gift not under a tree, but in a manger. A gift for mankind, God incarnate. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The ultimate gift to mankind. The giddy joy of Christmas should not end at adulthood. May you run down Christmas morning and open the ultimate gift the world has ever received. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Merry Christmas from the Lee Brothers. It's Christmas. It's our last show before Christmas. We're excited to have you with us. 454-1366. 454-1366. Live on our Facebook page. That's our fan page. Broadcasting there live on Facebook. This is all new to us. We don't even know what we're doing. Can you believe this year is over? It's I, essentially it's over. Christmas is here. I know. It's, new Year it, it is, is right, right behind right. it. And 2019 is, is essentially here. This year flew by. It's unbelievable. All right, um, coming up, Santa, liberal or conservative, we'll debate that, discuss it, and take your phone calls for the next three hours about that as we unfold it for you at 335. But first, I can't get past how the wall is such a controversial topic. I just I just saw on Drudge that we're the most divided if we've ever been around the wall. How can that possibly be? What is so divisive about a wall? Everybody has wall. If you look at your neighbor, they put fences up. There's a wall around the White House. Now, uh, tell there's, me, there's, there's walls everywhere, and walls tend to work. This GoFundMe thing is not uh, a parody. Tell me that's real. Well, it should be a parody. But They've it's raised ten mil, over $10 million with a GoFundMe page for the wall. So here's what we know. The House has passed uh, funding for it, and now goes to the Senate. We're going to see if we're going to shut down... The United States government for Christmas. We're not. They reached the agreement. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I must. You are the only one that know that, so that's important. I'm the only person. They, uh, Big I, Bad Don called me. Did he? He's like, Richard. The ocean. Hey, this is what you, <laughs> this is orangutan man. That's his key word. That's his uh, special code word. Orangutan, orangutan man. man. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Is, uh, You're like this? OM, orangutan man. Okay, good. So here's why I think it's We've divisive. reached an agreement. I think it's divisive because something Jennifer Rubin said on Morning Joe with um, MSNBC. I want you to listen to Jennifer Rubin. She's a huge leftist, but apparently she's speaking for Democrats and left-leaning folks. You tell me. Listen, I think um, the uh, American people um, recoil um, from this idea of a wall. Um, as a practical matter, it recoil. makes very little sense. It puts um, us um, at odds with Mexico, whose cooperation we actually need, diverts resources. And frankly, it sometimes makes for more illegal aliens because those who are casual um, travelers back and forth in the, uh, across the barrier um, get caught in the United States. 
Do you get understand? Caught in the United States, they want to get caught in the United. They want to be in the United States. Listen to that. Let's break this down, shall we? And well, it, it, let's break it down. I mean, word by word. Let's go step by step. Jennifer Rubin arguing the wall's ridiculous. Listen to her logic. Listen, I think um, the uh, American people um, recoil. Hang on, can she get past? we recoil? She, can she get past the ums, please? Yeah, here, here's a montage of just that segment, how many moms she used. Listen to this. Listen, I think um, uh, um, recoil, um, 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 us um, um, uh, um, get caught in the United States. <laughs> I kid you not. That is um, not, um, 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 we didn't make this up. This is exactly what she said. And just that less than 30 seconds. Listen, I think um, uh, um, recoil, um, 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 us um, um, uh, um, get caught in the United States. <laughs> how is she on hey, TV? Show me a reason. Recoil, what what it looks like when a human being recoils. I'll show you that in a second. More of this me. in just a minute. Good, you got to hear this whole clip again. We'll I've break it down for you. See Jennifer Rubin is arguing from the left. Your phone calls next, 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. Scott and Richard Lee, the circus clowns of talk radio. <laughs> You've heard me talking about Aggie's Attic for a while now. It's a great charitable store located in the Laurel Park Shopping Center at the intersection of Woodman and Hungry Road. And they have got a little bit of everything in there at prices you won't believe. Starting tomorrow morning, they're running an everything Christmas sale. It's all 75% off. That's Aggie's Attic on Hungry Road. All the Christmas goods are 75% off of their already ridiculously low prices. You you won't believe the deals you're going to find there tomorrow. You'll find me there, too, because I will be shopping till I'm dropping. That's right. I'm going to take a chair with me so I can sit down and rest. They've got got a lot of stuff. I was there yesterday checking it out. They've got a lot of stuff left over, Uh, a whole ton of Christmas stuff. It's starting tomorrow at 75% off. After tomorrow, they're going to be closed until after Christmas, but uh, tomorrow is going to be the big day. Get out to Aggie's Attic on Hungry Road, corner of inter- the intersection of Hungry and Woodman and Laurel Park Shopping Center. Get out there early tomorrow for best selection. That's 2318 Hungry Road, and I'll, I'll see you there. Aggie's Attic. 454-1366. 454-1366. The immigration wall on the southern borders about protecting the country. It should not be a political issue. And it passed the House with funding by political lines. Democrats all voted against it. Republicans all voted for it. What is really at stake there? Why is there such a divide? Well, I think Jennifer Rubin explained it perfectly on Morning Joe. Oh, it makes so much sense. Doesn't that, it, though? That, that Mexico would be upset with us for putting up a wall to keep their people in their country. Yeah, here's here's more. That's of what clip. she says. And let's break this down together, shall Listen, we? Break it down I think um, the uh, American people um, recoil um, from this idea of a wall. Do we recoil? What recoil? I, mean, I don't know what recoil means. I, I was going to run, and you know, we've got all this nice soundproofing here in the studio. I was going to run into the wall a couple times and see if that's how you recoil. I don't know. Recoil on a gun is a kickback. Yes. So I guess she's trying to say the American people are going to kick now, back. Now, what she's really saying is the American people don't want it. And I disagree. I don't think that's I accurate. disagree with it totally. The majority of American people want the well, wall. Well, they understand it. Mexico is it's fine simple. with the wall as long as we give them billions of dollars. Which we're 
That's what to. they want. They want $25 billion, and they're cool with They're fine with the wall. <laughs> sure they are. All right, we're giving them what? What are we giving them? $10.6 billion? Yeah. Well, that's, South, that's Central America. We're they giving, want $15 billion more. Yeah. All right. Here's, uh, here's more Jennifer Rubin. Um, as a practical matter, it makes very little sense. It, it does? Practical matter? It makes sense, practically. That's what's the brilliant thing about the wall, about fences, about things like this. They are practical, and they work. How can she possibly? Do people actually think this way? There are. There's a legal way to enter this country. There's an legal a legal way to come across the border. You just have to follow. What is the, the legal left? route? Why is you the know, left Trump so- wants the the Mexicans to stay in Mexico if they're asking for asylum? He wants them to stay in Mexico until they're approved. Because in, in years gone by, we'd bring them in let them fill out the paperwork, and then wander off into what they call the shadow people. <laughs> they become shadow people in the country. And then when they find out they can't grant them asylum, they also can't find them to send them home. So Jennifer says it's not practical. Jennifer Rubin says it's not practical. She continues. It puts um, us um, at odds with Mexico, whose cooperation we actually need. So it puts us at odds with Mexico. Whose cooperation we actually need. The cooperation puts, on what? Cooperation on building the wall? We're building it on American soil. We don't wait, need their cooperation. Well, not only that, but why Why would Mexico be so radically against the wall? Exactly. Why, why would Mexico not want to help us? You know, if our people were pouring into Mexico in they would droves, have a wall. the dregs of the world were pouring into Mexico. They would have a wall. They would put a wall up. Here, here's where Jennifer Rubin screws up, though. Listen to her next comment. Diverts resources, and frankly, it sometimes makes for more illegal aliens because more, those who are... It makes for more illegal aliens. The wall makes for more illegal aliens. Why, Jennifer? Here's what she says. Aliens, because those who are casual um, travelers back and forth in the, uh, across the barrier um, get caught in the United States. Dave, she's got so it categorized. Works. So the wall actually works. So when they catch somebody in the United States, you don't understand. I'm a casual traveler. I only travel casually. <laughs> it may be illegal, but it's still casual. But the point is, if it's casual going back and across the border, the wall will stop them. Gen- is that what I'm hearing, Ruben? The wall stops him, so the wall works. What are her? Other it's a practically works. It works. She admits it works, but it doesn't work. Let's get her on the phone. I want to know what her other categories are, other than casual travelers. All right, your phone calls next four five four thirteen sixty six four five four. 1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454 1366. 454 1366. I love Christmas. Christmas is a good, good time of year. <laughs> Careful, you can knock that over. By the way, it's also a very stressful time. Have you tried driving at this time of the day? It's just absolutely Yeah, coming here was a, a bit stressful. Yeah. I jump yeah. right onto 95 into a screeching halt. Of course. People are trying to get you through know, the people are. You can see people in a car whipping their heads all around. Hey, I got to get through here. I got to get through. Yeah, we all have to get through here. If y'all would quit rubbernecking because we got down the road and there was a car on the side. No way. Doing nothing. Just sitting there? Just sitting there. No, Everybody's going by rubbernecking and accelerating. It's enough to stop. You must admit. Right, yeah, they, um, they, everyone needs to know what that guy's doing in that car. I wanted to know. Right. To the point where I was going to pull over and stop and say, hey, what are you doing? Hey, how well do you know your Christmas movies? 
Christmas. Memories. You think you know them well? Coming up at four o'clock, we're going to do Christmas. So much fun. They might come up sooner than four. I don't know. I might throw it to them. I might do it. It could happen. Well, I don't even know what you just said. Uh, cr- Christmas uh, movie trivia will be at four o'clock, and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll take your call, stack them, and back them for that because we'll also have a gift if you're correct. I think people brag about, I know Christmas movies. Really? I'm not so sure you do, but we'll do that at 4 o'clock. But coming up first, the annual debate that has really sparked massive controversy. The guy in the red suit that shows up in your house unannounced um, and without permission. Most granted, but without permission. Is he a conservative or a liberal? Or both. He can't be both. He could be. He can be be an independent. No, that's not both. That just he's not an independent. He's definitely one or the other. You don't know that. And we'll have that debate for sure coming up in your phone calls. We'll 454 see about that, won't we? 1366, 454 1366 Santa, conservative or liberal at your phone calls on that. Check us out, 820 the answer. 820theanswer.com. There you'll find uh, a link to the Lee Brothers. Click on us, takes you to our page. George Washington's Christmas poem. You'll be amazed how very cool that it is. And, of course, Museum Facts, the museum I toured in Philadelphia, the Museum of American Revolution. You'll love it. 820theanswer.com. 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers. Happy Friday. You're listening to the Lee Brothers on AM 820 WNTW and FM 92.7. Santa Claus, conservative or liberal. We'd like to get your views on that at 454-1366. That's 454-1366. And maybe we should lay down some some reasons to choose one or the other. I mean, Santa is a big, holly, jolly fellow. He runs a huge factory. He employs a lot of short people, little people. And uh, they make a bazillion toys year-round. They have a department that uh, opens all the mail and finds out what little Susie or Betty or little Tom wants for Christmas. Do they want a big yellow dump truck? I don't think little Susie does, but anyway, they want a dolly. They, what, you know, what do they want? And they make this list. They also have a uh, fairly slick spy organization that keeps their eyes on these kids, some of which might be classified as brats or something along that line, because (laughs) if they are brats, they are, in fact, not probably going to get what's on their list. They'll get a lump of coal. And if they give them sulfur and saltpeter, they could make something that blows up. But that's what I always hope for is a small child, something to blow up. Scott and I were dastardly little kids. You judging me, bro? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But anyway, uh, he's got a spy organization, an accounting organization. He's got the 
organization that keeps track of the the kids' mail coming in. He's got every child on the planet documented, all of them. And then he's got an incredible workforce that he manages, along with the help of his wife. You know, it's a mom-and-pop organization, so to speak, probably the largest one in the universe. <laughs> but, but anyway, you've got... Santa Claus and Mama Santa that are managing all of these toys. He must have an incredible distribution center where he stacks them all. I mean, obviously distributes them off that gargantuan sleigh. And as the population grows, that sleigh must get bigger and bigger. I don't know. But uh, anyway, typically, my opinion, you would find uh, someone that's very conservative running an organization of that size. Once in a while, you'll come across a liberal running one. But uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Mark? Well, um, I would have to say that they, uh, in the Santa Claus movie, they had Tim Allen do it, and he's a conservative. So, very conservative, uh, yes. <laughs> you can tell by his so. other shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and those are actually very good movies. <laughs> They're some of the Christmas classics, I think. And, um, well, we'd have to know uh, if he was an American. True. That's a very good point. I uh, I never thought of that. I just <laughs> always guessed that he was an American, probably from Iowa or somewhere like that. I don't know. But uh, he obviously lives in the North Pole now. What do they call if there are people from the North Pole, what are they, North Poleans? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what they are. But uh, here, maybe here's something that perhaps we could uh, come in. They said you wanted to see me, Mrs. Bobbitt. Come right in. Hello there. Good to see you again. It's nice to see you. You're awfully lucky, Mrs. Walker. Lovely little girl you have this here. This is from Mirabon Thank you. And Susan's the reason I asked you to drop down. She's a little confused, and I thought maybe you could help to straighten her out. I'd be glad to. Would you please tell her that you're not really Santa Claus? That there actually is no such person? Well, I'm sorry to disagree with you, Mrs. Walker, but not only is there such a person, but here I am to prove it. <laughs> no, no, no. You misunderstand. I want you to tell her the truth. Uh, what's your name? Chris Kringle. I'll bet you're in the first grade. Second. So he tells the truth. I mean your real name. Yeah, no. Maybe it's my real name. Second grade? It's a progressive Kringle. School. Oh, I'm going to have to do a little a Googling on that one. <laughs> May I have this gentleman's employment card, please? Yes, Mrs. Walker. He has a British accent. <laughs> What's he has a British accent. So, Santa Claus has a British no, accent. Just there. That's got think, me seriously worried now. So all of a sudden that shows like a documentary and we know he's a British accent. I wonder if he's accent. a Beatle fan. <laughs> that, well, that's, a, that's actual footage. Oh, yeah, right. Hidden cameras. Because I've got other footage, documentaries like that. that show that he doesn't have an accent at all. Well, also, I, don't, I don't know if that's... Is that what we established so far? I'm we've sorry, established so far that Santa Claus has got a huge workforce of... Little people. He's got a monstrous factory. Well, He's also, got a spy organization. Offshore. What's that? It's an offshore factory. Offshore, so. you're right. It's in a magical land where you, nobody can see it. You well, can okay, fly these over are the things, and not see I understand. So these but are a the spy organization, administrative organization. He opens all the mail. He keeps track of all the kids. He knows if they're good. He knows if they're a brat. He knows whether or not he's going to take them cold or take them their yellow dump truck, whatever they ask. Oh, so for. what's the point here? What's, what do you come to conclusion, liberal or conservative? What's yeah, your... Well, I, I felt like you don't find too many liberals running an organization of that size with, with that many things going on. 
Well, well there are liberals who run organizations. I mean, there's no size. question about that. Well, sure. I mean, What's, Amazon, Google, these are come all. On come on. It's been, no question, Santa. Any good information here's the difference. ever come out of the CIA with a liberal at its head? <laughs> here's, the, here's the difference. I don't think so. The difference is Santa's entrepreneurial reaction to his business, where typical a liberal who runs his business uh, isn't uh, as giving and caring with, with his gifts as a conservative entrepreneur. So you got to look at Santa and go, look, here's a guy who purposely works hard so that he can give it away, not at the force of government, but at his own bit heart. That is, you know, we know conservatives are caring. You heard liberals. his new little jingle? Santa's jingle? Yeah. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I think there's something that's a seriously, jingle. seriously wrong with <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, that that's, doesn't even. Thank you. Crazy. <laughs> I think it's a great jingle. What do you think, Mark? I, I think it's good. I submitted it. He accepted I, well, well, it. Well, first of all, it's, it's not bolstering the Santa liberal. Maybe it is. Maybe that is what makes it. It goes through the if, if it's a rant, that. If it's a rant and a chant, left is very good at rants and chants, so maybe that puts him chance. in the liberal camp. Rants and chants. Rants and chants. That sounds like something like they're putting a spell on you or something. Uh, uh, I'm enchanted. So I, I think chant. it sounds like something unhealthy that you get from the store. Right. I, I agree. Exactly. <laughs> Mark hit the nail on the head. So if, if Santa is a liberal, then the evidence of his liberalism would be more in the lines of instead of leaving gifts, he would take them based upon your income. So when he comes down the chimney, he would look for your W-2 and say, let me see your your proof of uh, income. Oh, but you're waking too much. You see, you're part of the of the uh, equity and unfairness. So I'm going to take from you. I and agree. give to others. Now that doesn't happen with Santa. No, so it Santa is more, and then you that way you got to look and say Santa's a conservative. Well, Santa's magical. He can turn the flame off on your on your fireplace and <laughs> yeah, shoot right down that, that chimney. Is that evidence of liberalism or conservative? I don't understand the magic. Conservatives are magical. Conservatives <laughs> are magic. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy that one. They're enchanted. Um, they're, here, here's another enchanted. one. Enchanted. You get it? They can chant. It, sure. They can chant a lot. Mm-hmm. Chant, chant, got chant. it. So chant, if, chant, if, chant. Here, here's an, here's the other thing about chant that boogie about Santa. There there seems to be no, I mean I don't I don't know maybe there is, but there seems to be no evidence of of uh, elf disenchantment I mean the, the elves are happy. They're always glistening. Their their cheeks are rosy. They're smiling. The, this is evidence of a. Uh, a conservative owner who takes care of his employees. I saw one in a store the other day that was not the way you described it. Just there. <laughs> this one was mad at the world, but this big lady fell over him and squashed him. Well, that may be why. He was I'm stuck. Just, just saying. She couldn't get up and he couldn't get out. Santa it was liberal painful. conservative. They called an ambulance for him. There's a little bitty ambulance. Like a riding lawnmower with a box on the back. I think these are important concepts to understand. If you're going to let a elf guy, elf ambulance, yeah, the elf ambulance. I think if you're going to have a, a big fat guy in a red suit come down your chimney, you got to make sure he's not there to take things, but he's there to to give, right? And a liberal, exactly, liberals are going to come down there and say, "Look at the car in the parking lot." I mean, you can afford more. You can afford to give this Christmas. I mean, yeah, take is what it really wants. You can afford to let me take more. That's so the you're saying mindset. if it's a liberal Santa, he's going to pull up in a Lexus or something like that. No, I'm saying if it's a liberal Santa, he'll a see Hummer. if you have a Lexus. Oh, I see. If you've got a big red Hummer in your driveway, he's liable to drive off in it. Well, no. With well, half he, your gifts. I guess that would be one thing. Half of your gifts. At least 50%. <laughs> 
That's the new percentage I think for the, the year. I, I got to tell you, I don't think there's any reason to think Santa's a liberal. I think the evidence is that Santa is a conservative. Well, if he was, if he was a conservative, would he have? Uh, wouldn't he have his toy factory uh, in this country and employ Americans? Well, well, Trump's well, trying to get him down here, but <laughs> Santa keeps telling well, that's him. A that's a legitimate question. Santa keeps telling but him, I, I know you don't care if I bring you coal because you got megabucks, but I, I if you don't quit trying to give me bad press by trying to suck my factory into your country, I'll move the thing to Mexico and you can stick it in here, big guy. I think we missed the premise. The, the premise is Santa's initial reason for being offshore was not because of taxation. It was because he had to have a, a part of secrecy. No one really had to know who he was and where he was. I mean, that's part of Santa's operation. I mean, if to assume that he moved because of tax reasons, I think is, is looking way too serious into who Santa is. Okay, let's, let's summarize. I think Santa is an American. He talks with a British accent because he thinks it's cool. And he's got a bunch of Americans working for him up there in his secret place in the North Pole. And he's told orangutan Don to stick it in his ear. He's not bringing the factory to the United States. It's not cold enough. Somebody help us here. It's not cold enough, and if he doesn't quit arguing with him, he's going to Mexico with it. All right, you think these guys will need to get over the wall. They'll never get over the wall. I can't believe how bad you're missing Santa. The elves will never get over that wall. All right, But they won't have to dig very deep to get under it. All right, your phone call's next. 454-1366. 454-1366. Santa, liberal or conservative. We figured it out for you already. Liberals are I'm liberals. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW 92.7. The liberal Lee Brothers are here. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers. Christmas music. Only certain kinds, though. Lee Brothers, just outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia. My name's Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left. Sometimes my far left is Richard Lee. All right, so the debate continues. The debate continues. Santa, liberal or conservative, your phone calls are on there. 454-1366-454-1366. You know, I remember we first started this. This was, it's been 10 years since we've been talking about this every, probably our last show before Christmas and Many um, are adamant that uh, that Santa is of the liberal persuasion because he wears a red jacket, a, more in, in line with Russia communism or whatever it might be. None of those I seem don't to have a red jacket. Do you have a red jacket? <laughs> Who has a red? No one has a red Santa's jacket. Santa's got a red jacket. Well, of course, but you didn't ask that. You said, do, you, you, do you have a red jacket? Yep. There you okay. go. Okay. I want a red jacket for Christmas. The oh, oh America, you would. The Make America Great Again hats were red. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. They would. All right, so let's look at uh, let's look at Santa uh, uh, from a business perspective for just a second, because the left thinks businesses are evil. Remember Barack Obama's "You didn't build that." Remember, if you got a business, right? That you didn't build that. Now, see, the left the, thinks the, the government should be running all of the of major course. businesses, gas companies. Every they think they the left, the government should run them all. Barack Obama and Amtrak is such a, <laughs> a great example. beautiful picture of. What they're capable of. So the left looks at businesses in, with disdain. And the reason why is because they think business owners are mean to their employees. Now, if you look at Santa, Santa's the, the exact opposite of that. Here, here's a guy who founded his own company with his own money and hires elves 
who don't have jobs anywhere there. There's no other place for him to work. So he goes there and, and develops a factory, hires these elves, and it's a shining star of of uh, of a place to work. It's like one of the top places to work in the North Pole. Also the grand, dis- there's not very many. They also discriminate. They should, pay, they should hire me and give me a double salary because I'm twice as tall as any of them. Well, first of all, Santa doesn't hire people based on anything but talent. That would be the other difference between Santa being be a liberal so or conservative. He wouldn't believe it. Well, you just said you based it on height. It's well, no, they should pay me only twice liberals as would much because I'm twice as tall. Only liberals would do that. He's Santa's getting, a conservative. He's getting more bang for his buck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, because Santa would hire you based upon your abilities. Now, liberals would hire you based upon... You know, I Other can do things. anything with a block of wood. If, if Santa... I can't even bang you upside your head with it. If Santa were... Bring me that block of wood, Mark. Here's a great example. If Santa were a liberal, Walk. he would look at his employees and say, I got too many elves. As if that matters. Then he would say, we have to find more people. Except every resume that Santa gets is people who are elves, mainly because that's where he is. But he would he would he would be forced in his own liberal mind to have a dilemma. What do I do? I can't keep hiring elves. Well, all Saint of his ceilings are short because he's a short guy too. All of his ceilings are short, so he couldn't hire somebody like me because I'd have to walk around on my knees right. all day. Exactly, that wouldn't work. No. So he he understands that he hires who uh, comes to him, which would be elves. He also look great health care. There's no minimum wage demands in the North Pole. Zero yet. Yet Santa pays. Extremely well. If you ever talk to these elves, they're always happy. They they don't complain. They they uh they I mean, they work all year for one day to be the best it could possibly be. This is a an amazing operation that can only be run by conservatives. And Santa, I think, has shown himself to have true conservative colors. I mean, maybe the wrong word. True conservative values. values. Which brings me to. The He's final a truly one. great American. The Santa's other reason, American. And the other reason Santa, well, he goes up. I don't know if he's, accent, he's, know if he's typically, <laughs> may not be. But Santa, here's the other thing. Santa has a naughty or nice list. He does. He's got a heck of an investigative. The CIA should take lessons from his investigative group because they know whether you've been naughty or nice every stinking day of the year. Some they pe- don't give you any time off for bad behavior where you can go out and do something. The implication blow up a mailbox or something. The implication is that Santa is a moral man, like Scott used to do. That he looks and says these things are right, these things are wrong, and if you're good for goodness' sake, and you're a good kid, and you've been good to your parents, then you will have a uh, a a great Christmas. Good for goodness' sake, or shouldn't you just be good for the sake of being good? I guess that means the same thing. Same thing. Okay. So, so what happens is Santa. Why have we cleared that up? The impact that Santa's had on children all over America cannot be underestimated. He is actually helping kids to behave. Three hundred sixty-four days of the year for that last day will be the best. And the and last two months of the year, when things get really hectic and people get really mad at one another and angry, like this time of year, it's the perfect, perfect way to blackmail those kids. <laughs> Exactly. You got two weeks till Christmas. I'm making a phone call. See me? I'm on the phone here. I'm on the phone. All right, all right, already. Santa. I'm is, going to bed. Now take my bed. Santa is a conservative. Your phone call's next 454 1366. 454 1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM.
Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee brothers. Do you know Christmas movies do an amazing job of exposing the liberal mindset? I I kid you not, we're going to talk about this at 5 o'clock, that pull some clips of Christmas movies and America watches these and doesn't even realize that they're attacking liberals and liberals suck it up and go, yeah, isn't that great? It's you. They're talking about you. Christmas is a joyful time of year. You should watch the Christmas movies, laugh, rejoice, etc. 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820. What is a soldier's Christmas? We'll tell you this hour. Trump makes a bad move. He bans bump stocks, and no one even understands what they are. We'll tell you this hour. That's why he thought he could get away with it. (laughs) Maybe so. And you think you know Christmas movies? It's movie trivia time. That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show in the capital the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name's Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Happy Friday to you. It is a beautiful afternoon out there. 67 degrees. Unbelievable. Right here at Christmas time. It's going to go down to the 50s over the next few days, but it's still incredible weather. Incredible right. weather. Thanks for joining us. Coming up at 5 o'clock, you, you, uh, you won't believe how movies, the Christmas movies, expose liberal thought. We'll share that with you. But first... Don't you think all movies expose liberal thought or conservative thought? No, but these do. We'll you share. ever seen the movie Avatar? Yes. What thought would that expose? Uh, I think it's a mixture throughout the whole thing. Well, I'll talk about that at some point. Seriously. Yeah. But first, the ultimate gift. I'm going to thunk you on the head. Could it be? Already? It's here. Waiting was hard. The excitement was too great. But oh, the buildup. The shopping is done. The gifts are wrapped. It is here. Christmas Day has come. Glorious, wonderful Christmas. Run! He had to hurry. What could be there? What will be wrapped under the tree? Will it be a new bike? The game he asked for? His football? A baseball bat and glove? Maybe this is the year. Perhaps this will be the year of the ultimate gift. The gift he didn't even think to ask for. He rounded the corner, and there it was. Christmas had come. It was just how he had imagined. Exactly. The lights were on. Fireplace was lit. Stockings stuffed full. The gifts. The tree couldn't cover them. They were stacked everywhere. Surely this is the year of the ultimate gift. He ripped. He tore. He went through one gift 
after another and after another. He got the bat, got the glove, the bike, and so much more. He opened them all. Christmas had come. But wait, something's missing. Is it over? He searched and searched. Presents were all open. Christmas was over. All the gifts are open. But is there an ultimate gift? Is it missing? Maybe Christmas is something more. Something more than just trees, garland, and lights. More than gifts and toys and food. More than rushing, shopping, and buying. What if it's not the bigger box, the most expensive toy, or the excitement of something new? Perhaps, perhaps it's a gift that doesn't come under a tree. No amount of toys or wrap boxes made a difference. Something was missing, and it can't be filled with stuff. The elusive ultimate gift must be, it must be a gift he didn't know he wanted. It was then that he noticed the star, the star on top of the tree. It was the star. It points the way, the way to the ultimate gift, a gift not under the tree, but in a manger, a gift for all mankind points the way to God incarnate. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The ultimate gift to mankind, the giddy joy of Christmas, should not end at adulthood. May you run down Christmas morning and open the ultimate gift the world has ever received. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Merry Christmas from the Lee Brothers. Joy to the world, baby. It is Friday. Four days away. Yes, it is Friday. Yes. Four days from Christmas Day, the most glorious of all Christmas. Beautiful Friday out there. 454 1366 454 Thirteen sixty-six. Phone lines are open for movie trivia. Movie trivia. You brought us some really great deals on movies. You, you can find them at Aggie's Attic on Hungry Road at the intersection of Hungry and Woodman, Laurel Park Shopping Center. Aggie's Attic, I've been talking to you about it for a while now. And I, I've got to tell you, tomorrow is the last day they're going to be open before Christmas. And they're having an everything Christmas sale, 75% off. All of the Christmas-related items, ornaments, just everything they have. They have tree skirts. I was in there yesterday. They have an incredible amount of of, uh, Christmas things, and it's 75% off. 100% of that money goes to charitable organizations. It helps feed children that otherwise wouldn't eat. It goes to the Lakeside Volunteer Rescue Squad, and so many other places. All of the employees working there work for free. They're all volunteers. They don't get paid a penny. 100% of the proceeds they collect from the sale of the goods that have been donated go to different charitable organizations. It's a great place to shop, run by the Laurel Park United Methodist Church, and it's right there in a Laurel Park shopping center, conveniently located at Woodman and Hungry Road. Stop in tomorrow. 
75% off all Christmas goods, and I'll be there. I'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the Lee Brothers today, and let's get out <laughs> to the Aggie's Attic store tomorrow. For sure. You see Charlie Brown last night on TV? No. Uh, they had. I can't believe it's still allowed to be on TV. Quite I honestly. played a part in that thing, but it's hard to get into that cartoon suit. The uh, why, you know no, why, seriously? They, think you about know, it. They, they said that it was. They had found some racial component. Something race r- racial. Yeah, components a good word for yeah. that. I was going to say help you. racial pile of dino dung, but uh, components a better word for that because. <laughs> There's nothing racial about the Charlie Brown Christmas. Movie. Of course not. And it uh, it is. They were actually referring to the Thanksgiving one. I don't know if they talked about the Christmas one. The, the one that makes the Christmas one so offensive, it gives a real meaning for Christmas. And it was on last night. And of course, uh, watched it. And always uh, glad to see that it's still able to be shown in America, even how threatening it really is. But it's still there. All right, um, movie trivia. We're going to play some uh, clips from Christmas movies. And uh, challenge Richard a little bit. Mark's going to challenge us on on what because uh, we think we're really good at movie trivia. Mark and I are going to challenge Scott. Nah, I know she didn't throw your name in there. I'm huge, huge. He doesn't uh, want to be embarrassed. By the way, it, it must him. be it must be a real Christmas movie. Like for example, Die Hard. Is that a Christmas movie? It happens during Christmas time, so it would have to be a Christmas movie. A lot of people That's die. Ma- no, no, a lot no, of people no. die, but Hang then on a, a lot of people live. So there, there you have it. Because it's filmed during Christmas makes it a Christmas movie? That's the worst. No. Christmas movies aren't dependent on when they're filmed. No. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. No one goes, Let hey, let's watch question. a Christmas movie and bring up Die Hard? That doesn't okay, happen. Okay, let's, let's say this. Say uh, a crime happens during Christmas. Is that a Christmas crime or is it just a crime? It's just a crime. It's a Christmas crime because it, it happens at Christmas. Okay, here, Christmas let me ask you this crimes way. happen at Christmas let me ask you time. This way. Hey, that rhymes. Let me ask you it this way. Three if, rhyming words. Are you going to let me ask the question? Here's uh, the question. I guess. The question is, if someone came up to you and said, Richard, let's watch a Christmas movie tonight and enjoy the evening, you think they would be referring to Die Hard? I would say, cool, I have a copy of Die Hard at home. <laughs> All right, your phone call's next. 454-1366. Movie trivia time. How good are you? 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers. Virginia citizens and American patriots. There's isopropyl alcohol over there. Bring it on. Just after 420. 454 1366 movie trivia. 454 1366. All right, Richard, you think you know your movies? Somebody must have cut themselves. Um, I think I know my movies pretty well. I'm going to make this one easy on you, okay? This is a, this is one of the easiest ones. By the way, you want to participate, you can call us at 454-1366. Uh, we're going to be challenged here. I'm going to challenge uh, Richard with this one first. Bring it on. Here we go. This is a very, very popular Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas story. I'm impressed. <laughs> I didn't think you knew that. So who's laughing? What's his name? Can you figure that one out? Tommy. Nice. His name's Scott. Brian. Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas. You want another one? You want a tougher one? 
You want a tougher one? Tougher than that? Yes. I get ha-ha, and I have to guess the movie, and you want to give me something tougher than that? No, you did good. That's very impressive. That's... I was impressed. Wouldn't you impress, Mark? That was impressive. All right, here's one more. See if, you, see if you know this one. This is also a very, very popular Christmas movie. It comes on every year. Richard Lee, do you know this movie? I didn't have time to get some stylish underwear. Why give me this? Four five four thirteen sixty six. Let me continue. It's on my last birthday. <laughs> I passed away in it. Scrooge. Nope. Continuing. You happen to fall in. Scrooge. No. Nice. Only you would guess the same thing twice. No, Scrooge. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There's one movie. So Scrooge, Scrooge duh, is the other movie. There's a movie Scrooge and there's a movie Scrooged. Yes. Is that is that true? Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. See, you don't even know how many that's, movies there are. That's because one's called A Christmas Carol and Scrooge had uh, Bill Murray in it. I know Christmas movies. I know that other I one. I knew Christmas Carol. That's what I meant by Scrooge. All right, let's try it. Finish this out. Tell me when you know it. And fall in. I jumped in to save George. Oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Struggle. Oh, I know this one. You do, oh, yeah, it's obvious. Uh, they made two versions of this, one with Mary Tyler Moore. What? Uh, no, I mean, not Mary Tyler Moore, Mary, uh, Danny oh. Thomas's daughter. <laughs> they made Just tell me the name of the movie, with, man. <laughs> uh, shut up for a minute. Play Stop talking. To save me. That's what I did, didn't I? Through with what? Suicide. What's, you don't know this? I cannot think of the name. I know it, but I cannot think of the name let's, of it. Let's save my life. Okay. Who, who was that, Anne. Mark? It's Ann. Ann from Richmond. You're on 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a wonderful life. It exactly. is. It is it's, a wonderful life. Oh, now, don't act like you knew what it was. You didn't have any clue. She it just is a wonderful night life. Now, what's the name of the movie, Ann? <laughs> <laughs> she bailed you out. Ann, that's... I, kn I knew that. I just couldn't think of it. Ann, are you pretty good with Christmas movies? Mm, not too good. Oh, okay. Well, you got that one. Congratulations. Want to try another? She's, okay. You do? You want to yeah. try another one? Sure. Um, sure. Mark, do you have one you can play for? Let's try this one. All right. Uh, go ahead. Now, just a minute, folks. Come over. Did you hear what he said? Could just, I want you to hear that. Did I make any derogatory remark about the gooseler? No, no. no, 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 no I merely said that I had too much gooseler. A little too much gooseler. All right. That's enough. Let's see. And do you know that movie? Yes, I do. You do? What is it? The shop around. The what? The shop around the corner with Jimmy Stewart. Oh my gosh, that's phenomenal! And you're I not no very clue. good at this. <laughs> she doesn't think she's good at this. That's unbelievable. She's yeah, got it two is unbelievable. I had no idea. All right, well, uh, Ann, stay on the phone. We're going to give you uh, two honorary Lee Brother bumper stickers, which I'm sure will be the best Christmas gift you've had Thank all year. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for calling. Okay. That's phenomenal. How did she yeah, know she's that? She's incredible. Yeah, four five four thirteen sixty six. She's not very good at this. We better move on to another topic. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's. All right, uh, Mark. Let's let's do you, one with you. You want to test the uh, Lee brothers? Let's test Mark. No, we can't test Mark. Why not? Mark, he's the one playing tested? the game. Do you want to be tested? All right, oh, test us. Ready? I'm ready. <laughs> it's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true I've wherever it. you find you know love. What this is? It feels like Christmas. Do you know what this is, Richard? Kindness that we share with another. 
All right, here's what we'll do. 454-1366. 454-1366. Do you know that clip? Because I don't. That music want, makes me want to get down. Though. <laughs> Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. 454-1366. 454-1366. Movie trivia with the Lee Brothers this uh, holiday weekend. I have the perfect one for Mark. The perfect what? Perfect movie trivia. Let's see if he can identify it. Just one word. Squirrel! Oh, that's easy. And uh, by, I don't know. Oh, you don't know that one? Here, I'll... Um, All right, I'll give you a line from it. No, let me give you a line I'm from it. I'm going in with him. Here, let me just play this part. This is the same movie. Dad, that thing wouldn't fit in our yard. Um, not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. <laughs> One of the greatest of all time. I'm not sure. Christmas vacation. Oh, Phenomenal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's got Chevy Chase and the whole thing. It's like it's like a it's like a staple of American Christmas movies. Now that's a Christmas movie. Now Die Hard, not a Christmas movie. Although we had Brittany chime in on our Facebook page and tell us that it is a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie because there's nothing Christmassy about it. Your niece is right. It is Christmas. See, you see Christmas decorations. You see it? Christmas <laughs> tea, trees. Okay, I didn't realize that you was don't a see standard. That year round. That's the standard for a Christmas movie? You don't movie? see that year round. I didn't know it was a standard for a Christmas movie, was to see Christmas ornaments in the movie. Christmas I didn't know that music was. is playing oh. during the movie, even though people are being shot dead. Nobody, back to my original point, nobody says, terrorists let's are being cuddle killed. up that's around a fire and watch Die Hard. When for terrorists Christmas. are being killed, that's a Christmas present. <laughs> that's another Everybody wants. All right, coming up, Donald Trump has banned um, bump stocks. Now, there's an, a massive amount of ignorance around the bump stock. There's also a massive amount of ignorance, uh, the reason to ban them. A, ban, uh, a bump stock does nothing to the gun. Nothing. It does not change the makeup of the gun. It doesn't turn it into an automatic weapon. It, it does change the way you can fire uh, the gun if yes. you so choose. But the bottom line is if you've paid money, your hard-earned money for a bump stock, I don't see where he has the right to tell you you've got to turn it in or destroy it. That's coming up next. Your phone call is 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820, WNGW 92.7 FM. Yeah. Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. Just after 434. Outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left, sometimes my far left. He took my drumsticks. Is Richard Lee. All right, coming up in the program, we're going to talk about the um, movies that expose liberal thoughts. Christmas movies, that is. It's coming up at five. But first, this is mind-blowing to me. Uh, Trump has never been an ideologue. He's never been a conservative because he's never articulated a conservative principle. He's done conservative things, limited government things. But almost because it's pragmatism more than it is conservatism. And the bump stock ban is nothing more than an emotional reaction. And it essentially turns a law-abiding citizen into a criminal in 90 days. 
No, I'm serious. In fact, this person could not even own a gun. Not even own a gun or any ammunition, but if they own a bump stock, they could get maximum prison sentence of 10 years. Let's, let's, let's explain what the bump stock is. So those of you who don't know what we're talking about, We'll know. We'll suddenly know. A Phil, bump stock. Philip Van Cleve, the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League, is here to help us. Hey, Philip. Hey, Philip. Hello, Philip. Do we have Philip? Philip, are you with us? Yes. Oh, oh there you are. Hey, there you are. Yep. Uh, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for your time. This this and is Merry a, Christmas, Philip. Yeah, Merry Christmas, by the way. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, I, I'm so frustrated with this because it is so outside the bounds. Uh, of of le- I mean the the Department of Justice has to do a total headstand on this. This changes the definition on the face of of everything. It's just and all of a sudden the the bump stock is now a gun. Essentially, is what they're saying. They have to. But before we even get into all the legality of this and 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 why it's wrong and stupid, explain again. We've had you on to talk about bump stocks. Explain again to our audience what it is. Yeah, bump stock simply uh, allows a person to pull the trigger on a semi-automatic firearm as fast as they can. And actually, though, I've heard there are people that are, you know, some of the top shooters can actually pull a trigger faster than, than you can, even can with a bump stock. But for, for most of us, the bump stock simply lets you pull the trigger faster. You're still, it's still one shot per trigger pull, but you can just do it a little bit faster and so you get speeds that are faster. You know, you're not as fast as a machine gun, but you're faster than, than just one, you know, pull, you know, bang, 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 bang. It's faster than that. So you hold the trigger down and just bump the stock against your leg or hip or whatever? The, the way it works is there's, there's different ways. But basically, the way I do it, without anything, you don't even, you don't even use a bump stock. You, you hold the gun so that uh, it's like against your side. It's not actually pushed into your shoulder. It's like against your side, under your, under your, maybe under your elbow. On your on your right hip, and you straighten out your trigger finger, and you don't grab the gun with your with your trigger finger hand. It's just a trigger finger that you put in the in the trigger guard, and you push forward with your other hand on the front of the gun. When you normally would grip it, you push it forward. When you push it forward, it hits your trigger finger. It fires. The recoil pushes it back, which resets the trigger. But you keep pushing forward. You never let go of the forward push. And then suddenly, when the recoil's over, the gun goes forward under your push, hits the trigger finger, fires another shot. Recoils back, resets. You keep pulling. Eventually, you pull it. It's forward. awkward. It's awkward, but it works. You know that's that's with your hands. Now, if you buy a bump stock, all they've done is they've allowed a way for the gun to slide back and forth with the with the gun pushed up against your shoulder. Um, it's the gun. And it's still hard. awkward. You still have to push the gun forward. Yeah, there's a terrible accuracy. Effectively. It's a mess. It's not even. It's not helpful at all. It just makes you shoot the gun quicker, and it doesn't turn the gun. Philip, it does not transfer the gun into a fully automatic weapon. It does not do that. No, to, to do that, you, you would have to pick the gun up with one hand and aim it, pull the trigger, and then if it repeated with one hand, then you'd say, maybe you'd say convert it to the fully automatic. But that's not how it works. If you take one hand and you pull that trigger with the bump stock, you're going to get one shot. That's it. You're done. To make it work, you have to put it against your shoulder and push forward and keep holding forward on, on, the, on the gun. It sounds and, like it makes it less, more awkward and less accurate. Totally does. 
Yeah, it, it might be if, you know fun to plink with or something where you don't mind you're missing a little bit when you're shooting at a can or something. You're just firing full, firing that kind of an automatic, you know, semi-automatic that fast. Just gives kind of fun, but it's when you go through a lot of ammo, it's not accurate. It doesn't it doesn't make it like some kind of super weapon or a real machine gun be much more accurate. Yeah, I and think much faster. Yeah, I think I think I want to stress that. There is a difference. A fully automatic weapon today is already illegal. And a fully automatic weapon is when you pull the trigger once and hold it, it unleashes rounds. A semi-automatic weapon means the trigger must be depressed multiple times, and the bump stock just makes you push it multiple times faster. And bullets fly everywhere. Right. I mean, it's a mess. And it pounds the crap out of your shoulder or hip or whatever. So the lie... The lie is that the bump stock turns semi-automatic weapons into fully automatic weapons. It does not yes, do that. You were correct in your statement that they had to stand on their ear to try to come up with, with the justification for this, and it doesn't work. The justification doesn't work. It's still pulling the trigger once for every single shot. So now we have we have ninety day we have ninety days for America to get their act in order. In other words, we probably have. I don't know, anywhere from maybe 300,000 to 500,000 of these bump stocks in the hands legally of American citizens who bought them with their own money. We now have essentially made them not only illegal to buy again, but we have turned them into criminals. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, well, if you don't get rid of it in 90 days, uh, now, then, right, that would be correct. If you don't get rid of it in 90 days, you're in possession of a machine gun, an unregistered machine gun, one that you can't register anyhow. That's crazy. Uh, so do either of you guys know anyone who owns a bump stock? Question yeah, number so, one. But, but the thing is, we want to, by filing a lawsuit with GOA against the government on this, well, we're, the first step is is to get a court to put a hold on the on, on the regulation, saying, okay, okay, now this is not going to be implemented until it has a day in court, until we actually have a chance to sit down and have a, an actual judicial ruling on it. Um, so our hope is that they'll put a stay on it so nobody will have to do anything uh, while this works its way through the courts. Um, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen because Good. otherwise you'd have people destroying perfectly legal property that was suddenly declared illegal contraband all of a sudden and only to find out that the the, the ban indeed is unconstitutional or whatever and to get it overturned so by then you couldn't get your stuff back because you've already destroyed it so i think the courts would hopefully move move on that fairly quickly to say yeah there's no rush to implement this let's let's put it on hold and let it work through the system so everybody just simply holds on to what they've got and hopefully it will end right. up being legal so. at the end of the day. And a bump stock is what, like forty dollars? I think I'm not sure. I think they, I know they go up to two hundred or so. Agree. Uh, yeah, there was a really demand nice on them. Two hundred dollars for an item that makes your gun shoot quicker. no longer accurate, <laughs> right? And very awkward to shoot. And do you know anyone who has one that says, "Man, love that bump stock. Sure can shoot good with that bump stock." No, it's well, just fun. People, it's just it's just it's just the fun of shooting something that 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 like that at that uh, high rate of speed. You just have to do it. It's just it's fun. Yeah, it's it's very different. But um, one thing yeah, I don't you know, so the argument the argument Philip Van Cleve from the Virginia Citizens Defense League the argument is this is uh, done by Trump because nobody needs a bump stock and it will make us safer. You know, this is gun control. The baby Trump put through because. It's an easy thing to pass. It's not going to hurt anybody's accuracy or awkwardness shooting a firearm and probably make fewer gun owners angry other than the ones who own a ridiculously expensive bump stock. 
But the real problem here is all that may be true, and the idea would be, well, there are not many people with this particular ox getting gored, so we won't hear much about it. But the fact that if the DATF gets away with this, they're making law. They're not bothering with Congress. They're making their own definitions and enforcing them. Yeah. So next they can ban semi-automatic. Say, well, you know. Wow. Um, well, that's you know, what I was going to say. can't let them get away with it. If the government can get away if the government can get away, and I mean government hasn't done this, if Trump or a president, any president, can get away with lawlessly declaring a piece of plastic to be a machine gun, then it can get away with saying your semi-automatic gun is, in fact, a machine gun and knocking on your door, confiscating your guns, and, in fact, throwing us in prison, which well, essentially but- is what this is doing. That's why it's so appalling to me, and no one seems to be and even recognizing it. And if you buy one today, th- is it registered, Philip? I mean, do they, they no, have you on no, file no that idea. you own a bulk no, no stock? Well, how, no how are they going to go around and ring doorbells and say, give me the bump stock and put your hands over your head? They find you they have They haven't one. talked about how they're going to do that. It may simply be if they happen to catch you. Exactly. And, uh, That's exactly and, right. And it's 10 years in prison and, you know, grief. fine. Oh, it's, it's going to be a very, very serious offense. No doubt about that. But, uh, by the way, real you know, quick, yeah. if, if I could just say this, Philip, I didn't interrupt you, but while that is a 10 year maximum prison, if you are an unauthorized individual, who was convicted of bringing a loaded rifle in an elementary school, you're subject to a maximum prison sentence of just five years. So now this non-gun could get you 10 years, but if you walk into a school with a real gun, you get five. All you can do yeah. with the bump stock is throw it at somebody, right? Yes, unless you have Pretty a Pretty much. Right. I'm sorry, or Phil. Club them with it. Go ahead. I'm, we'll let you have the last one. No, no, no but by, by itself, yeah, by itself, it's, it's really, it's, it's all, and this is a real problem, though, the fact that they're changing the definition. In fact, it, it just flies in the face of, of what Congress has said a machine gun is, and it flies in the face of logic. Um, they, they, they tried, they stretched. Uh, Trump wanted this to happen, and, and again, the idea was, yeah, I think you're right, he figured nobody would want to really much fight it because, oh, who has these? And that? But th- that, that's not the point. Again, that's not the point in all this. The point is we can't let the government, we can't let agencies create laws. They're not, they're not legislators. That's exactly right. let them do this. I don't right. care if you like bump stocks, hate them, it doesn't matter. This is good. This could be used against any of our constitutional rights if these agencies can go out and thumb their nose at Congress and do whatever they That's want. That's the key. That's the key. Philip, thank you. Good point. Right. Appreciate you. your time. You bet. That's Philip. Have a Merry Christmas, Philip. That's Philip Van Cleve. He's the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League. And a truly great American. I just find this the most unbelievable. And, and people just say, well, that's a bump stock. I don't care. You better care. When next could be anything that you hold. Suppose dear. you bought a regular stock. I mean, what's the big, you, you could probably use a regular stock like a bump stock. It's really the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Here's, here's a great device. It's 40 to $200. It'll make your gun inaccurate <laughs> and it'll make it very awkward to shoot. How many would you like? All right. Uh, Soldier's Christmas next. 454-1366. 454 1366 Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. The embers glowed softly, and in their dim light, I gazed round the room and I cherished the sight. My wife was asleep, her head on my chest. My daughter beside me, angelic in rest. 
Outside the snow fell a blanket of white, transforming the yard to a winter delight. The sparkling lights in the tree, I believe, completed the magic that was Christmas Eve. My eyelids were heavy, my breathing was deep, secure and surrounded by love, I would sleep. In perfect contentment, or so it would seem, so I slumbered, perhaps, I started to dream. The sound wasn't loud, and it wasn't too near, but I opened my eye when it tickled my ear. Perhaps just a cough, I didn't quite know. Then the sure sound of footsteps outside in the snow. My soul gave a tremble, I struggled to hear, and I crept to the door just to see who was near. Standing out in the cold, and the dark of the night, a lone figure stood, his face weary and tight. A soldier, I puzzled, some twenty years old, perhaps a marine, huddled here in the cold. Alone in the dark, he looked up and smiled, standing watch over me and my wife and my child. What are you doing, I asked without fear. Come in this moment. It's freezing out here. Put down your pack, brush the snow from your sleeve. You should be at home on a cold Christmas Eve. For barely a moment, I saw his eyes shift away from the cold and the snow-blown drifts to the window that danced with a warm fire's light. Then he sighed and he said, It's really all right. I'm out here by choice. I'm here every night. It's my duty to stand at the front of the line that separates you from the darkest of times. No one had to ask or beg or implore me. I'm proud to stand here like my father's before me. My gramps died at Pearl on a day in December. Then he sighed. That's a Christmas Graham always remembers. My dad stood his watch in the jungles of Nam. And now it's my turn. And so, here I am. I've not seen my own son in more than a while. But my wife sends me pictures. He sure got her smile. Then he bent and he carefully pulled from his bag the red, white, and blue, an American flag. I can live through the cold and the being alone away from my family, my house, and my home. I can stand at my post through the rain and the sleet. I can sleep in a foxhole with little to eat. I can carry the weight of killing another or lay down my life with my sisters and brothers who stand at the front against any and all to ensure for all time that this flag will not fall. So go back inside, he said. Harbor no fright. Your family is waiting and I'll be all right. But isn't there something I can do at the least? Give you money, I asked, or prepare you a feast? It seems all too little for all that you've done for being away from your wife and your son. And as I willed a tear that held no regret, just tell us you love us and never forget to fight for our rights back at home while we're gone, to stand your own watch no matter how long. For when we come home, either standing or dead, to know you remember we fought and we bled is payment enough And with that, we will trust that we matter to you as you matter to us. A Patriot Christmas. Wait for it. Here comes the good part. That uh, was called A Soldier's Christmas. Michael Marks was the author. Phenomenal uh, poem. Kind of raises the hairs on the back of your neck and gives you goosebumps as you remember those who are not home for Christmas but fighting for the cause of freedom and liberty. 
Speaking of that, George Washington's Christmas poem can be found at 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you directly to our page. Your phone calls next, 454-1366, 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers. Had a, uh, had a phenomenal week. I spent a day... Well, not a day, but I spent a couple hours going through the Museum of American Rev- of the American Revol- Revolution. Uh, it was it was unbelievable, and I want to tell you about it and go through some of those details. We'll do that at the top of the hour. It's in Philadelphia. Thank you for asking. I left that part out, but it is uh, it's really brand new. It's like eight months old, and everything in it sparkles and neat, and it really sparkles when you get to the gift shop where the prices sparkle too. But that's another story entirely for another day. Um, but uh, why would you get us? I didn't, uh, couldn't afford anything in there. Cost me only to get in. I'll tell you in just a second about it. All right, at eight twenty theanswer dot com, you click on the Lee Brothers, takes you to our page. There are a f- couple things there. One is the museum pictures I took and an example of something they got wrong. Yes, we'll share that with you also. But it's eight twenty theanswer dot com. Click on the Lee Brothers, takes you there, and Washington's Christmas poem. 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, takes you directly there. Your phone call's next, 454-1366. 454-1366, the Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. Charlie Brown, what's Christmas all about? Uh, Christmas movies that expose liberals, you know, like Scrooge. A Christmas Carol is a great example. Um, and even Meister Burger, Burger Meister, that is uh, coming up in the program. And even National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That is true. Is there is a great example in there. Great example of Scrooge. Of liberals. <laughs> yes. And uh, my trip to the American... Revolution Museum. That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio as the Founding Fathers intended. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. I wanted to talk about my trip to Wawa, too. Yeah, it ranks right up there. It ranks right up there. Phenomenal. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us. Excuse me for talking over time for you, Scott, but I do get so much pleasure from it. It's a beautiful afternoon, 67 degrees. Drive carefully in your commute. The traffic is heavy out there. You may now have the floor, sir. It is Christmas, and it's time for the ultimate gift. Ultimate gift. was hard. The excitement was too great. But oh, the buildup. The shopping is done. The gifts are wrapped. It is here. Christmas Day has come. Glorious, wonderful Christmas. 
run. He had to hurry. What could be there? What will be wrapped under the tree? Will it be a new bike? The game he asked for? His football? A baseball bat and glove? Maybe this is the year. Perhaps this will be the year of the ultimate gift. The gift he didn't even think to ask for. He rounded the corner, and there it was. Christmas had come. It was just how he had imagined. Exactly. The lights were on, fireplace was lit, stockings stuffed full, the gifts. The tree couldn't cover them. They were stacked everywhere. Surely this is the year of the ultimate gift. He ripped. He tore. He went through one gift after another and after another. He got the bat, got the glove, the bike, and so much more. He opened them all. Christmas had come. But wait, something's missing. Is it over? He searched and searched. Presents were all open. Christmas was over. All the gifts are open. But is there an ultimate gift? Is it missing? Maybe Christmas is something more. Something more than just trees, garland, and lights. More than gifts and toys and food. More than rushing, shopping, and buying. What if it's not the bigger box, the most expensive toy, or the excitement of something new? Perhaps, perhaps it's a gift that doesn't come under a tree. No amount of toys or wrapped boxes made a difference. Something was missing, and it can't be filled with stuff. The elusive ultimate gift must be, it must be a gift he didn't know he wanted. It was then that he noticed the star, the star on top of the tree, It was the star. It points the way, the way to the ultimate gift. A gift not under the tree, but in a manger. A gift for all mankind. It points the way to God incarnate. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The ultimate gift to mankind, the giddy joy of Christmas should not end at adulthood. May you run down Christmas morning and open the ultimate gift the world has ever received. Hold it on. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Merry Christmas from the Lee Brothers. The ultimate gift. Find it on Christmas morning. 454-1366, phone lines are open. Had an interesting week. Um, spent about uh, three hours or more at the Museum of the American Revolution. It's brand new. It's about uh, eight months old. And it is, um, it, it's, it's worth your time. I, I want to uh, encourage you to make a trip to the uh, 
city of brotherly love in Philadelphia, right beside the Liberty Bell there. You can, you can go check it out and uh, go see this excellent museum. You need $16 to get in, and it's, uh, you get access to everything, including I think there were three movies that are about five minutes long that you sit in that are uh, very, very good. And, of course, you know, the first one dealt with, starts out by saying, how do people who wanted such liberty for all be stained by slavery? I mean, that's like the first thing it started. I'm like, really? Why wouldn't it say the other way around? Why wouldn't it say the people who fought for freedom of all men gave us the documents, the Constitution, and the laws that ultimately led to this freest country on the planet and for all people. This was a Revolutionary War Museum, correct? Not a That's Civil correct. War Museum. Exactly, good point. A Revolutionary War Museum should be about the Revolutionary War, the right. fact that no tax, no taxation without representation and all, the all of those things little— led to it, right. Exactly. It wasn't about slavery, although you were reminded throughout— The Boston Tea Party and such— you were we were you're reminded throughout the museum that uh, that slavery was somehow part of the Revolutionary War. Now, I will tell you that if Americans were able to go to this museum and actually spend time understanding the Hamilton display, for example, which is there right now through March, and see the Federalist Papers and what the purpose was, and understand the difference between Madison's view and Patrick Henry's view, which they go into a little bit. But if we understood that as a people and as a country, we would have a different country. If you understood the Federalist Papers and what Hamilton and John Jay and Madison were trying to give us, you'd be voting differently. You'd be acting differently. This is a place where you should go to understand the purpose of our founding. Why did we fight a revolution for this? What was the reasoning? Because it gave us a constitution and it gave us the, uh, the freedoms we have today that are slowly slipping through our fingers because liberalism and radical leftists are taking over. It would give you an idea of how brave those, those first guys were. You know, when they, when they took the stance that we're going to be free from English rule, they essentially said, come kill me. Because that was the sentence yeah, that they were exactly. all ordered yep. to receive. They were all supposed to be killed for, so, for doing that. When we get back, I want to talk to you about um, what you think is the most important thing Hamilton did in Philadelphia and the error. There's a mistake inside the Hamilton display. I'll tell you what that is at the museum of the American Revolution in Philadelphia. And your phone call is next, 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7. Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing One of my favorite songs. Dismay. Merry Christmas. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. 454-1366, 454-1366. History matters. Know why we're founded. Know what the whole Revolutionary War is about. And know what the Federalist Papers know, say so that you can be a more educated voter. Dave, for me, Nan, you're on AM820 WNTW and FM92.7 with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, I love your Christmas show every year. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. Merry but Christmas, Dave. I would just like to interject the greatest secular Christmas story ever written that eliminates the story in Luke, is uh, a short story by William Sidney Porter. 
uh, yes. pen name O. Henry. It's called A Gift of the Magi. And I would encourage listeners to Google that and read it, because it tells about the sacrifices people are willing to make for their loved ones at this time, at Christmas time. Uh, a couple of years ago, I penned some lyrics to the uh, tune of the 12 Days of Christmas. I called it the Eight Years of Obama. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever received it or not, but it takes about two minutes to read. Do I have time to... Uh, well, I'll tell you what we'd like you to do is to get this to us, if you can, either at patriots at com or put you on hold and let Mark collect that information from you. I'd love to have it, and we will read it. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, Hopefully. excellent. Thanks, Dave. appreciate sure. it. Four five four thirteen sixty. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Yes, as I'm going through the museum, I noticed a mistake. Of course you did, because you're nitpicky. I find uh, yeah. your I, mistakes I real, all the time, but I have a real problem as with therapy. You. I don't go. Well, here's my nana nana boo boo. <laughs> you just screwed up. Here's my again. issue again. <laughs> here's my issue. Um, when I'm reading something and they frame it in such a way that's not accurate, it's very frustrating. For example, let me just give it to you real quick and then we can move on. But it's the compromising uh, clause, the three-fifths clause in the Constitution. It's the United States Constitution included two statements designed to guard slavery from the abolitionists, which isn't true. The three-fifths clause was essentially how you counted uh, slaves for population and representation in government. The South wanted to hold slavery, yet count all the slaves so they could equal the same representation of the North. And uh, the founders uh, during the Constitutional Convention said, we're not going to allow that because you're not even setting them free. So we're going to make this possible uh, that we can eventually abolish slavery and have you have an issue by just saying you only get three-fifths vote for the slaves. It wasn't an attack on slavery, but here's how the museum put it. The museum said the clauses were glaring failures in Americans' promise of liberty when it was the exact opposite. It was an attempt to abolish slavery or get the states to recognize the failure of slavery, and the museum had it wrong, in my opinion. Actually, it's not my opinion. It's a fact. The the museum was trying to make a political statement, not a factual statement. Well, well, let me ask you a question. Who do you – what party do you think the person who – made this mistake right. align themselves right. with? The Democrats. Why, yeah. And why do you there, say there, that? There's an attempt because by they Democrats. they can point a finger at somebody. Yeah. The, the Democrats has attempted, always attempted, to say that the country is unjust. It was founded badly. It's not real America. It's got to be changed fundamentally. Obama started this conversation. So the museum is phenomenal. I, I, I recommend that everyone go see the great, the joint or die flag, the Liberty tree, Hamilton's uh, display. The great thing about this whole thing is the very end. And you can see this at 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Click on the lead brothers. You see the very end display is a system of mirrors that say the future of the revolution of America is found here. And it's mirrors. You're looking at yourself. Like a fun house? Yeah, just like that, Richard. That's what I thought. Exactly like a fun house, you goofball. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's, uh, it's really a great way to end it. But So find, find a way to get to Philadelphia and find a way to participate in this and find a way to educate yourself about the cause of freedom and liberty that Madison and, and Hamilton and others did in the Constitutional Convention. But before that, what Washington did 
to cause of freedom and liberty. That is what's critical. So you're going to drive me to Philadelphia? No, I'm going to put you on a plane to send you there. You said, your, well, okay, that's cool. Your phone you said find a way. I think I just did. 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. <laughs> Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading, it's the Lee Brothers. You know, I've been talking about Aggie's Attic for a while now, and uh, I know a lot of you folks have been there because I've been there when you were there. And uh, it's a cool store. They've got a little bit of everything and a whole lot of other things. I mean, their prices are incredibly low. And uh, starting tomorrow, they're having a Christmas clearance sale of all Christmas items. Everything is priced. If you've been in there and you've seen their prices, excuse me, you, you know what I'm talking about. They're incredibly low. Starting tomorrow... They're 75% off of those already low prices. Now, a dollar item is now a quarter starting tomorrow. Wow. Uh, And they're going to close tomorrow afternoon for Christmas. They won't be open again until after Christmas, but they still have a bunch of Christmas stuff. And 75% off starting tomorrow, 100% of that money, 100% of the proceeds they take in, it goes to feed children that wouldn't eat otherwise. It goes to volunteer organizations like Lakeside Volunteer Rescue Squad. They use 100% of the money for charitable contributions because none of their employees get paid a penny. They're all volunteers. Now, it's Aggie's Attic. It's located at the intersection of Hungry and Woodman Road. Aggie's Attic, Hungry and Woodman Road. They're open tomorrow morning until, I think, 4.30 tomorrow afternoon. Don't miss this sale. You've got to get in there tomorrow, and I'll see you there. Aggie's, Aggie's Attic at the Laurel Park Shopping Center. Shut up, Scott. Bap. Oh, shot in the goal. I had to smack him upside his head. He's going to go with me to Aggie's Attic tomorrow, so we'll be there. Aggie's Attic, Laurel Park Shopping Center, intersection of Hungary, Woodman Road, tomorrow. Bip. Don't miss this sale. Check us out, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. There you got a a link to the Lee Brothers. Click on us. It takes you to our page. You see Washington's Christmas poem, and you see uh, more of the pictures of the museum, and uh, you also see the the contrast between what they got right and and how it could be corrected. All there at 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. It takes you directly there. All right, coming up, uh, there's plenty of examples inside Christmas movies of liberalism. And uh, we've got an example from Scrooge to uh, Burger Meister, Meister Burger, to even on the show Christmas Vacation. And uh, we'll share that with you in your phone calls. 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. Richard, prove Scott's wrong once and for all. Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. 454-1366. Wait for it. Virginia citizens. 
an American Patriots. Merry Christmas from the Lee Brothers. Only two at a talk show on the planet Earth. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother sitting to my left. left. Sometimes far left. I'm Richard Lee. It's Richard Lee. That's my name. All right. You know, I had a friend that, uh, dear friend, she stopped at a Wawa. She got out two police officers standing there sipping on their coffee, and she sees them standing there. And she looks over to see what they're looking at. And there's a man pumping gas with a lit cigarette in his hand. And she thinks, that is so dangerous. Why aren't they saying something? Anyway, she goes in the store. This just happened this week. She goes in the store and she gets what she went to get and whatever. Goes to the line. She comes out. It has changed now. Uh, the man's out in the parking lot waving all around. He's on fire. Police officers running full speed with their coffee cups in their hand. They get up to him. They knock him to the ground. And they throw their coffee cups on him to put the fire out. And she she runs over there to him and says, what are you doing to this man? You know, he was on fire. She said, we're arresting him. He said, for what? For waving a firearm. Your soul is an appalling dump heap. <laughs> <laughs> You really are a hero. Well, he was waving a firearm. <laughs> yes, he was, you goofball. That's just You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile. <laughs> We're describing Scott. Uh, all right, so uh, noticing Christmas movies, I love them. I watch them like crazy. watch them multiple times throughout the season. But you always come across when you're like, that is the greatest example of a liberal. The Most fr- people your age don't watch Charlie Brown over and over and over and over or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Well, I've told it. you this before. I don't watch them over and over. I watch them Mark, once. Mark, will you verify this? If it's a cartoon type, like the Christmas train or whatever they call that thing. Polar Express? Polar Express. Yeah, Thank nice you very try. much. Yeah, Ooh. try again. Ooh. Try again. Ooh. Ooh. Polar Express. Christmas train. <laughs> <laughs> You're... Well versed. <laughs> All right, so here's here's well, a, that's what I call it. Here is uh, let's watch that but it's Christmas wrong. train. It's maybe. wrong. You know what I'm it's saying? It's wrong. I mean, you know it's wrong. I mean, you can call it what you want, but you know it's wrong. It's Polar, it's Polar Express. Express. Okay, here is uh, the Christmas vacation example of uh, Clark Christmas tree. talking to and about a liberal. Here it is. My cousin-in-law, whose heart is bigger than his brain. I appreciate that, Clark. <laughs> heart is bigger than his brain. Now, if that's not the I definition, that, Clark. if that's not a definition of a liberal, I don't know what is. Liberals or hearts are bigger than their brains. They don't think about what federalism means. They just have a heart that tries to overcome the idea of capitalism and impl- implement socialism over the guise of fairness. That's cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie, the guy who invested all of his money in a worm farm. You yes. remember that part yes, of the I movie? I remember that part of the movie. He but, liked the chair in the front yard that the cat had been fried under. Yeah, that's a nice piece of material, Clark. What that set you back. But then I then I saw this movie, A Christmas Carol, and I thought that's interesting because there's a scene in this movie that that really defines how liberals think, and it's the scene where two people walk up to Ebenezer and ask him about charity. And Ebby. here here is uh, we Eb- call him Ebby. Ebby. Here's Ebby's answer. Are you seeking money from me then? Many thousands are in want of common necessaries. Hundreds of thousands are in want of common comforts. Are there are prisons. Plenty of prisons. The workhouses, they're still in operation? They are. I wish I could say they were not. The treadmill, the poor houses, still in full vigor? All very busy, sir. <laughs> I was afraid from what you said, that something had stopped them in full force. What's the premise? 
the premise in Ebenezer Scrooge is government is there to help. Now, this is a pure liberal mindset. The government is to do these things, not the people. In fact, Madison even said that the, the Constitution and the government we've given you is not a charity. Yet liberals think this way. Now, he continues to show his leftist liberal views. I don't make merry myself at Christmas. Is that not perfect? I don't make merry myself at Christmas? Is that not what we see in liberals? Don't say Merry Christmas. Get down the nativity scene. You can't sing uh, uh, these kind of songs. This, this is exactly who he is. He's a liberal. If someone says Happy Holidays to you, do you th- wonder if they're a liberal? No. You just immediately I don't, think, that, uh, this, no, this, I don't even be a liberal it. saying Happy Holidays. I don't get say that Merry into Christmas. It. I don't get that into it. I, I say Merry it. Christmas to people I've never seen before in my life and will never see again. Well, Ebenezer just Scrooge doesn't make the festive. Right, of course. I'm, I'm not that into it. If someone says Happy Holidays, I'm fine. I'm like, hey, great. Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. You say Happy Holidays? <laughs> I have That's said how happy I respond holidays. to happy holidays. Oh, okay, I'm not that sensitive to it. I'm really not. Anyway, Ebenezer Scrooge continues. And I can't afford to make idle people marry. My taxes help to support the public institutions, which I have. There we go. And they yeah. cost enough. I pay Those your salary. Must go there. Many can't go there, and many would rather die. Here we go. Listen. If they would rather die, perhaps they had better do so. And uh, decrease the surplus population. Surely you don't mean that, sir. With all my heart. Now, if you will go about your business, gentlemen, and allow me to go about mine. You can't deny. You cannot deny that this is a leftist point of view. This is not a conservative, right-winger point of view. I'd rather die. Ebenezer Scrooge has shown what it's like to have a liberal mind thought and mindset during Christmas. They would rather he'd rather them die, and what do we know about the left? I mean, that's really how they think. I mean, it's that train of thought. People are like, "No, I'm a Democrat. I want people to die." Uh, that's not what I'm referring to necessarily in the uh, Planned Parenthood other debates. I am now. Here's another one for you. Richard said I continue to watch Charlie Brown over and over again every year, and I, I do. I probably watch it more than once. I've watched it a few times just to try to find this racist garbage that's supposed to be in that movie, and I've yet to find it. I agree. I've yet to find it. But I did find this. I did find this. Charlie Brown's sister is a liberal. I did not know. I'm watching the show, and I hear her say this. Just send money. How about tens and twenties? Tens and twenties? Oh, even my baby sister. All I want is what I all I want is my fair share. Wow. wow. All I want is, is what I have fair coming. My fair share. share. The now, word fair just I know. Who speaks it. that way? Who speaks that way? There's only one group of people who talk, I want my fair share. That's not fair. Fundamental fairness, as Obama used to say. This Sally, Charlie Brown's sister, has been indoctrinated. Sneaking through the alley with Sally. You believe that? I mean, all she wants... Looking for our fair share. Hey, that's a new song I'm writing. All I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is what I have coming to me, Charlie Brown. Come on. All I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. Uh Uh-huh. That's unbelievable. Get up off of that book. Hey, that's another line to the song. I got to write this stuff down. I'll never forget it. So now now you have... How Christmas movies expose expose the left. 
And you, you think you get through it. Now, oh, by the way, back to Ebenezer Scrooge for most, a second. Most movies expose uh, yeah, one side or different. the other. But this is my point. These, these liberals watch Christmas movies too, I'm assuming. Do they not see the, the, this example? Do they not look at it and go, oh my gosh, that's me. Do they not see I'm Ebenezer Scrooge? And by the way, to the, to the Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge, what happened to Ebenezer Scrooge? What happened to him? He was converted. He, he had a change well, yeah. of heart. He was taken down a road that would have killed the weaker man. I mean. Right. And what happened? Should have scared him to death. But he, he came around to the right to side exactly. of thinking. Exactly. He came back to conservatism. He woke up. And how the movie And he end? realized how wrong he had been all those years. How miserable he had been all those years. It's time to stop it now. Convert yourself right now at this moment while you're listening to us. And you'll be much happier. And we'll be much happier, too, because you won't be blowing your horn at us and, <laughs> and, and stealing exactly. our parking spaces and biting through your steering wheel while you're driving. Just saying. All right, coming up, your phone calls, but uh, more than that. T- December 25th is amazing, miraculous day. It means a lot. What does it mean? Charlie Brown will tell us. But more than that, what happened December 25th in history that changed the course of America? We'll share course that with of the you. world. We'll share that with you on your phone calls, 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers H. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers. It's one of my favorites also. December 25th. It's an amazing day in history. Historically, it changed the entire world in one way with the birth of a child. In another, it gave us a country. You see, very early in 1776, after the signing of the Declaration of Independence, George Washington had nearly 30,000 troops in New York City. Shortly after that time, The British came in with an armada that made many say it looked as if London was in the harbor. George Washington was forced out of New York City through New Jersey and into Philadelphia and had 5,000 troops remaining. 2,500 of them couldn't even fight. The remaining 2,500 literally left a trail of blood in the snow as they walked. And the war that had just begun was over. Without something dramatic, America wouldn't be here. People were leaving. The war was, there was no hope. You go from 30,000 troops to 5,000, that's a disaster. And Washington knew it. On December 25th, 1776, Washington dramatically did something different. He asked 2,500 men after reading to them common sense by Thomas Paine to encourage them to follow him across an icy Delaware River to attack 800 professionally trained Hessian soldiers at the Battle of Trenton. It was so critical that we won and did something that the password that night was victory or death. And on Christmas Day, he began the march. And on December 26th, 
we had our first victory in the battle of the Revolutionary War. And the next day, we had 15,000 new recruits and the war continued. Changing the course of history on Christmas, 1776. Now, if that doesn't make you stop and think about the divine intervention and divine providence in the cause of liberty, what would? Charlie Brown tells us what Christmas was really about, though. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. You see, the world is kind of a nasty place. Troubled, it brews, there's things that are tough. People at war. Deep down, people know. We know we can't do it on our own. Sure, we think we can, but ultimately there's something higher. Our founders knew it. Thanks to many quotes from Benjamin Franklin, who said, if men are so wicked with religion, what would they be without it? Sam Adams said, religion and good morals are the only solid foundation of public liberty and happiness. Deep down, our country always understood this, and so do we. Christmas is an interesting time. One reason I think it's so popular is because deep down... It's what we all want. Peace, family, something more, quiet time. But there is something we need more. Sometimes movies reflect it even more. Notice all the Christmas movies have a theme, mostly trouble, to alienation or restoration. Even Home Alone had this theme. I wonder why this is. I think Hollywood understands this time of year more than anybody realizes the need for restoration. Yeah, Christmas can be called all kinds of things. In fact, the name can be changed, holiday or whatever. It can be all about shopping, the right Christmas dinner, the correct presents at the right time, parties, rushing and testing. But it's one thing specifically and truthfully, the birth of a king Not just any king, but the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who was there in the beginning and spoke the unlimited galaxies into existence. Jesus was born on Christmas Day, and it is here where we find our redemption and hope. It is Jesus where we find the things we long, redemption. He is not the great genie in the sky that makes all wishes come true and our worries go away. No, that was never the promise. The promise is hope. 
hope with a divine purpose that we don't always know and or understand. The Lee brothers aren't right on everything. We are indeed human. Christmas is, and the Lee brother family is huge because we have a huge family. It is a time for family, friends, sharing and helping others. But to us, the Lee brothers, it is about so much more. It's about the birth of Christ. No retail outlet demanding happy holidays. Remaining Christmas trees, the holiday trees, can change what we celebrate on Christmas morning. Our entire family will run down on Christmas morning and open the best gift ever given to mankind. Scott and I hope the same gift is under your tree this Christmas morning. Merry Christmas from the Lee Brothers. And that's a wrap. But it ain't no candy cane wrap, because I just think that would be disgusting. Okay. You know, th- this time of year, people eat all their favorite holiday foods. Right. I, I, I think mine might be like country ham biscuits or something like that. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I just don't associate country ham biscuits with Christmas. You don't. You're the best. No, heck no. You don't. No, I don't. Now, I associate prime rib. What is wrong with Turkey. You, you eat prime rib and year dessert. Round. You and walk dessert. around with prime rib in your And you pocket. never eat country ham until Christmas? Is that what you're telling me? Whatever. Well, you don't find it in a lot of stores till Christmas. Hey, check us out, 820theanswer.com. Bring where, us hand biscuits. Where you can uh, hear our podcast and replay this on our Facebook page because it's a Merry Christmas. Lee Brothers love you and wish you the best this holiday season. Merry Christmas to everyone. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next Friday right here on AM 820 WNTW. And FM 92.7, stay tuned now for Cut to the Chase with Senator Amanda Chase. Merry Christmas! I feel important now. (laughs) My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you.